Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Knowledge is power. The more you learn, I don't want to sound like Buffett. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you earn. But you can do anything. You can lose everything. But if you got the brain power and the knowledge, you can always start over. And so nothing's more powerful than the human mind. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Chad Freeman. Chad is joining us from Jacksonville, Florida. He's the founder of MHP Investors, which focuses on acquiring undervalued mobile home parks in the Midwest. Current portfolio, he's a GP of 150 mobile home lots and 47 RV spaces. Chad, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Sure. Well, first of all, pleasure to be here. But current background is I started in the corporate world as an airline pilot and turned out to fairly quickly not be really what I expected. And I knew I wanted to get into something else. So I started investing in real estate. I should say I started speculating in real estate because I didn't even really know the difference, but I ended up running what we call a pilot crash pad in the New York area, where it's very common for pilots to commute in and need a place to stay. So this was right at 2005, I believe. I bought this place and 
I figured I was just going to buy some real estate and make a bunch of money because the market had been going up. So I bought this absolutely terrible piece of property, but I was able to at least think through that I had other people in there to cover the mortgage for me. So I was making $30,000 a year at the regionals and I got this loan for $427,000. <laughs> and the guy on the phone, he says, well, you don't even make enough money to qualify for this loan. So we'll just bump up what we show that you make because it's a no doc loan. So I'm like, okay, cool. At least I know I can cover the mortgage. So I got into this and then learned what I was doing. I had that gut feeling. Everybody says you should listen to your gut feeling. I had that bad gut feeling and I got into it anyway. And then I took some classes, a six month long investing class actually for real estate, learned what I was doing. And I sold that place and got out from a bad investment, got into good investments and started with single family. And then Fast forward to about 2015 or so, I was over at one of my best friends and now business partner's house and his mother was involved in real estate investing for a long time. And she had these boot camp manuals for mobile home park boot camp. So I said, Hey, what's that? And it was Frank Rolf's boot camp. And so I said, is that any good? And she's like, yeah, it's great. I've taken it twice. So I went and took his class and that's what got us into the mobile home park industry. That's 2015. Were you still a pilot in 2015? Are you still a pilot now? Yeah. So I've been at the airlines for 20 years or so. Gotcha. I still okay. work at the airlines. Cool. But you're done with your pilot pads. What did you call them? Crash pad. Pilot crash pads. <laughs> yeah. No more crash pad. Yeah. I don't ever want to use pilot and crash in the same phrase, even if it's real estate investing. Gotcha. So you started getting into mobile home parks. You started studying it in 2015. When was your first acquisition? It took me a little bit to get the education and motivation. And once I found that, I knew I had found something I wanted to do. And when I first got into real estate, I knew I wanted to get into commercial real estate. That's what I found that I really enjoyed. And so in 2017, I got real determined and we made our first property purchase with a two-park package up in Michigan. Gotcha. A two-park package. How big was that? It's a 20-space park. And then there's a 54-space park that also has 47 RV spaces And it gives us an opportunity to expand. It's going to end up with great property down the road when we have a finished product, but we're a long-term hold on that thing. And it's also got 30 acres of raw land and timberland with it. And it was just an excellent purchase. We got it at a 15 cap, a guy going through divorce. Is that a 15 cap based on actuals? Yeah. When you purchased it. And when was this purchase? 2017. In 17, a 15 cap based on actuals. Man, I'm an apartments guy in Cincinnati and nothing is based on actuals. Still now, end of June, 2022, interest rates climbing, but we're still seeing everything based on pro forma. So the, the idea of 15 cap based on actuals. Now you said that was 17. So four to five years ago, what have the last four to five years of operating that space looked like? You said you didn't use this language, Chad, but you're not yet fully optimized at that park yet? Correct. So because we came in with our own money, and apparently this is very common, we didn't have investors at the time. We underfunded it compared to what you would do if you're doing a syndication. So we kind of let it organically fix itself and use the cash flow to go in and make the CapEx that we wanted to happen and then the deferred maintenance at the same time. So it's been a slower process, but we have a long-term plan for this. It's come around a lot. We've really cleaned the place up. The township where we're at absolutely loves what we've done. 
and they're willing to let us expand, which is a pretty hard thing to do in the mobile home park space, but they're all for it up there. But we're going to end up with that property with something really awesome down the road. And we just turned down an offer for that property at a 5.86 cap because we know if we keep it, we got something better. And I think the people who offered that also saw the value in it and the possibilities with it. So we can easily end up with over a hundred space park out of that deal. So a hundred spaces is that a hundred mobile home spaces plus the 47 RV spaces and then more timberland on top of that. Yeah. Well, we'd have to clear out some of the timberland, but it's also set on a lake. It's a very pretty property. It's up on a ridge with the mobile home park in that area. And there's some nice open spaces for community to enjoy and a nature trail. And then the RV park is down on the lake. So we got boat docks on the lake and we're just constantly improving it every year. We come up with CapEx plan and a budget for it. And we're going to keep going that until down the road, it'll probably be a never be a finished product, right? You can always add to something like that and just keep making it better. Well, yeah. Also when you have a long-term hold strategy to begin with, and you buy out a 15 cap based on actuals to begin with, you've got a lot of wiggle room for doing that. At a 15 cap based on actuals, I want to ask what your debt looked like, but frankly, if you quote unquote underfund the project, you ought to have cash flows pretty quickly that are going to build up and give you a reno budget or a construction development budget. 2017, it's mobile home park, RV park, raw land. Did you pay cash? Did Did the seller carry back a note? What did your financing look like? It was a bank financing. So everything we've done up there, we've used the same bank because they love us and we love them. And last few times I've talked to them, they're saying, do you guys have more deals? We'd love to do more deals with you guys. (laughs) We also really like that bank. They'll do cash out refinances with us. We've done that twice. And then they also have fully amortizing loans, which is extremely difficult to find in the commercial space. So we really like that bank, but we know as we expand, we're going to have to stop using that bank only as we grow out of the area. Gotcha. What does your current debt on that place look like? We owe, I think, less than 800 on it. No, that's the combined property. I'm sorry. The debt on that actual property is like... I was talking more about the terms. Terms-wise, did you get that fully amortized? Is it fixed for the full term? What are you looking at? Oh yeah, it's fixed. 20 year fully amortizing loan at a fixed rate, five or five and a half percent back when we got it in 2017. So we're good to go. We're just going to hold that thing until it's paid off. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Now, a couple of things before we move forward. I want to ask how you ended up in mobile home parks because the way that you tell the story, it's something like you were at your friend's mom's house and you saw a (laughs) manual and therefore mobile home park investing. I know more went into the decision. What is it that led you to mobile home parks instead of apartments, self-storage, staying in the single family space, going industrial? Why mobile home parks? The economic setup I saw when I attended the boot camp, it's like the stars aligned for appreciation on mobile home parks today. You got an undervalued asset, the fair market lot rents should be up around $600 if you just adjust for inflation from the 50s and 60s. And they're not, they're at $280 or $290 today for the national average. So it's undervalued. There's large barriers to entry because governments essentially won't let new parks be built. And in addition to that, the industry is starting to consolidate. There's only 10% institutional ownership right now. And with that, most of the owners are mom and pop 
owners that are typically baby boomers or some silent generation still left and they're aging and wanting to retire or sell their parks. So there's a big turnover happening right now as well. And then it's a diminishing supply as well. Because it's so undervalued, you have a lot of people going in and raising parks and redeveloping because they can make more money doing something else. So this is a perfect economic setup for a lot of appreciation. And then we also get to go turn around an entire community. So it is rewarding for us to go see people where, a case in point, one of this park, the one we keep talking about, there was a terrible looking home right at the entrance of the property and it ended up being a drug dealer's home. And this lady that lived next to it, she was afraid to go outside. Well, that guy's out right away after we got in, we kick anybody out like that and turn it around and make it a nice, safe, quiet family community. So we get a lot of complaining for the people that are on their way out. But then after the turnover happens and it's more stabilized, we get a lot of people saying, no, I love this place and a lot of good feedback. So it makes us feel good with what we're doing as well. Nice. Based on the way I introduced you, Chad, these acquisitions in 2017 are a lot of your current portfolio. And you said you and partners self-funded. Is there another mobile home park deal or two that you've acquired since then? And did you raise capital for future deals? It's all been a small investor group that we have. And then we've added a fourth person. There's three of us. We've added a fourth person and opened a syndication. So we have a blind pool open right now, a 506C. And we do have funds from investors. So we're ready to purchase more properties and we're still trying to raise more money at the same time. Gotcha. I will say for our listeners, this was disclaimed at the beginning, but this interview is for informational purposes only. There aren't any offers being made or anything like that. So 150, well, I need to take a step back again, because mobile home parks in 2017 and mobile home parks in 2022 are are drastically different market conditions. (laughs) I don't think Brandon Turner had turned the world on to mobile home park investing yet in 2017. He was still playing with apartments back then. So when was your next acquisition after this? That was 2019. 19. Okay. And that's a 82 space park north of Kalamazoo in Plainwell, Michigan. Gotcha. And what was the play there? You get a 15 cap base on actuals on day one? Boy, I wish, but we did get a good deal. So it turned out to be a pocket listing from a broker. I'd made friends with the broker and then hung out with him at the MHI convention in Las Vegas and gambled a little bit and had a couple beers or something. So we connected and became friends with this guy. And he says, hey, I know you guys have parks in the areas. Are you interested in this park? It's a fantastic deal. We ended up buying it out from under Frank, who's kind of become my mentor. And he teaches that too. The small guys often are able to get properties when bigger corporations can't because you can connect with the seller. So we went and built that rapport with the seller. And he straight up told us, I wanted to sell to you guys because you're not a big corporation. But we got it for, I think, a 7.86 cap, if I remember right. So just under an 8 cap. And it's been a fantastic property. It was a a pretty heavy turnaround. But we're doing a good job turning that around. And we've increased the value a lot on that. I'd have to figure out our internal cap rate now. But we could do really well if we sold that today. We've also had a cash offer. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but 
you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years. And he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Chad, what does a really heavy turnaround look like on an (laughs) 80-ish space mobile home park? What are you doing? I don't want to ask about costs because if you did it in 2019, then the cost is barely relevant now with as much as inflation and the labor market have impacted things for us. But what is a heavy value add in a mobile home park? What are you actually physically doing? Well, when you drive up, it looks terrible, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) But it had good bones. It had good infrastructure. And it was sizable enough that we knew we could get some really great returns on it. But one particular resident there, the former owners had been letting about 15 people a month just stay for free for a long time. So we had to fix that right away. We've had to do a lot of, not a lot, I don't know, maybe six or eight demos on homes. We had a lot of turnover because you kind of upset the community. The resident meth dealer there at the time, when our manager told him that if he wanted to live there, he's going to have to pay rent, he swung a hammer at her head. So (laughs) that's kind of the stuff you get to deal with a little bit, but now it's not like that anymore. It's a nice, quiet, safe community, and we're getting a lot of good feedback. We've brought in new homes and used homes as well, and just done a lot to try to bring the reputation up and get people on board with private ownership, as well as rent raises, and then fix the deferred maintenance, pave the roads, and fix some sewage issues and stuff like that. So it's not a complete rehab with every home in there or anything, but it's been a lot of work, and it's still a work in progress. Chad, I am primarily an apartment investor, owner-operator in Cincinnati, and primarily a Burr investor. I typically buy the stuff that I can find, almost always off-market, undervalued to the point that I can force appreciation for a cash-out refi. Chad, it seems like there's a lot of new money and a lot of high-level operators coming into the mobile home park space. And I know that one of the things that's happening there is that cap rates are compressing. They're compressing across the board, but more so in mobile home parks the last few years than most commercial asset classes, from what I can tell. I'm primarily a Burr investor, and I'm big on the cash-out refi. When I'm putting my own capital in something, I want to be able to recycle it as quickly as possible. 
what kind of cash out refi potential have the mobile home park deals that you've done and you've looked at have? Well, to speak to that with more professional management and operators coming into the space, I definitely see that. And driving around the area, you can see more activity. You can see it when you're driving other mobile home parks. You can kind of tell who's doing that just by driving the park and being an operator ourselves. And we've had some offers from guys with very deep pockets. One offer they had, I think over 20 parks under contract at the time and they're attached to Dollars fund. So like I said earlier, the industry is starting to consolidate, but I think it's a good thing that we should all embrace because people are going in and spending a ton of money doing this value add and they're turning old properties around. They're revitalizing them. So the residents at the end of the day end up with a much better value. Yeah. They're going to have to pay more rent, but it costs a lot of money to turn these properties around as well. And then it brings the whole reputation of the entire industry up. But I am seeing a little bit more, especially from I think apartment syndicators that are used to paying for pro forma bringing the cap rates down a little bit, but I haven't seen a big cap rate compression. There's no cap rates that I'm seeing that are lower than interest rates. And then talking to brokers as well, as the interest rates are coming up, prices are softening as well, but we have had this nice historic over the last couple of years, six to 8% cap rates. So prices are softening and there is a lot of opportunity and we get a lot bigger margins, I think, than the apartment syndicators. It took me a little while to understand how you can actually make more money at a lower cap rate with an apartment where I'm used to just paying actuals and looking at the actuals, but there's a ton of opportunity out there. There's only about a thousand listings right now, but there's 44,000 mobile home parks and about 10% institutionally owned. And that is changing, but there's still, if you take those 4,000 institutionally owned and then a thousand off the listings that are overpriced on the market, you still have 38, 39,000 mobile home parks they're off-market deals ready to be had. It's interesting to hear you say that you're not seeing cap rates compress all that much. When you talk about the money that's coming in, institutional buyers buying, they're only at 10% now, but they're buying more. The value add that you see when you visit parks, I'm not in your space, but what I'm hearing you say is that a lot of owners are making their parks more borrowable and making them the kinds of assets that banks want to lend against. Are you seeing lending terms, possibly with the exception of the last few months? We are recording at the end of June, 2022. Are you seeing that lending terms have become more favorable within mobile home parks? I heard a report recently that park operators are being sold debt at, a, I think, almost 40 basis points lower than Class A apartments. Wow. Just because we have the lowest default of maybe anybody in the real estate industry. So banks do love loaning to us and I get calls all the time, but there's still very favorable terms out there. I just got off the phone with a broker actually right before this podcast and he had a lot of good stuff to say about it. Gotcha. Chad, you said you guys are in the process of opening a syndication and raising capital. What are the deals that you're looking at currently look like? Well, anything you see that's listed or sent to us by a broker, everything I see there is overpriced. So we're focusing on the wholesale pricing, off-market deals, pocket listings from brokers, or cold calling properties that we want and finding those owners, doing mass mailing, stuff like that. And I think 
that's where all the bread and butter is really for anybody is off market deals. And that'll keep us in our business plan doing what we want to do. So you're going off market primarily or focusing on pocket listings. Are you seeing off market sellers trying to sell on those same pro forma prices? I know a lot of us apartment guys who go off market or direct to seller, people know what the neighboring property has sold for and they're asking for that, even though the neighboring property is in way better condition. Are you seeing something similar? Sometimes it depends on who you talk to and everybody's different because there's all these solo entrepreneurs or mom and pops that own them. So I did unfortunately miss out on a property in Texas, a really great one that I bugged this guy for years and I just kind of got sick of following up with him, but he was wanting way more than his property was worth. And he kind of kept that figure in mind, I think until the values did come up more, but he ended up getting something that he wanted, but it's also a factor of just educating the seller. We can say, I will pay you absolutely as much as the bank will let me (laughs) because The banks know what these properties are worth. So unless they want to do a seller financing with some really sweet deal, then still at that point, it has to make sense because we have returns that we're promising now as well. So of course, the deals are out there. I think you just got to find them. Got to beat that pavement, make those calls for sure. Chad, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, man. Awesome. What is the best ever book you've recently read? I think... Best ever and probably my favorite business book of all time is Sam Zell's book, Am I Being Too Subtle? And he's also the largest operator of mobile home parks. That is a great one. Yeah. For sure. He tells great stories. What is your best ever way to give back? Our company slogan, I guess, is changing the world one community at a time. So we do enjoy going and getting positive feedback to the people who recognize that we're trying to make their community nicer and one thing that i like to do is help people who can't help themselves we recently painted a lady's house because she was hardly able to even walk so the house it really needed it and it was an eyesore and so we just went in and said hey do you mind if we paint your house she was thrilled to death i believe it (laughs) yeah stuff like that It, it makes you feel good Chad, thus far in your mobile home park investing or your commercial real estate investing in general, what's the biggest mistake you've made and what's the best ever lesson that you learned from it? The biggest mistake was trying to run that pilot crash pad and not knowing a thing about what I was doing. I just thought you'd buy real estate and get rich. It didn't quite work that way. And it was 2005 and you were riding a wave, not realizing that the wave was going to stop pretty abruptly. What about within your commercial investing? I ordered some new homes for an economy that really wouldn't support it. So we kind of took a bit of a bath on there. We did end up breaking even or maybe creating a little bit of equity on it, but not doing a test ad. There's been a few mistakes we've made on diligence. So learning to do really, really great diligence has been a few mistakes along the way, but every time we do it, we get better. And there's nothing we've really blown up. So you were buying new homes to put in your parks and then lease out? Well, we don't lease or rent anything at all. We just sell it. So we only have, it's like a big parking lot where nobody ever leaves. (laughs) Gotcha. So you were buying them and putting them in place in order to sell them. Yeah. So the issue was you bought more parks than the market could bear. And you're saying that the due diligence of figuring out what the market could bear in advance, or maybe starting with a fraction of what you were expecting and seeing how the market reacted to it, that would have been the solve there. So what the solve is, is 
I brought in a brand new home and then it's also a HUD state. So then you have concrete requirements that adds mm. to the price and on and on. So we brought in several homes that really the price point for that community, that economy wouldn't support it. So it just took a really long time to sell them. We did get them turned on. Gotcha. But my learning experience from that is if you're wondering, do a test ad and then do one home. And if it works great with one home, then go crazy. Sure. I get that for sure. I'm new to office leasing. I just finished the renovation of my own personal. It's my office hack. I'm standing in it right now, but there are six other private offices that I'm renting out one at a time. And I'm still in the process of figuring out how best to lease these things. Because, you know, with apartments, you just throw it on Zillow, you throw it on apartments.com and there's just a, a baked in market for you there, literally, well, figuratively, that everyone who's looking for an apartment knows exactly where to go. Well, there is no one place for a person like a clinical psychologist or an accountant or an attorney who needs to meet one on one privately with clients, but wants to do that in a space with amenities. So I'm in the process of figuring that out, too. And I've tried not to blow out the budget, trying everything, try a couple of things for a week. Put it on Craigslist, see what happens. Put it on Facebook Marketplace, see what happens. Pay for Facebook ads, see what happens. Then put it on LoopNet, then one and one until all the spaces get filled up. So I totally feel what you're saying there about that incremental growth and trying things on a smaller scale first. Chad, what is your best ever advice? My best ever advice? Knowledge is power. The more you learn, I don't want to sound like Buffett. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you earn. But you can do anything. You can lose everything. But if you got the brain power and the knowledge, you can always start over. And so nothing's more powerful than the human mind. Absolutely. And where can people get in touch with you? You can find us at MHP, like Mobile Home Park. So MHPinvestors.com. It's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Awesome. And that link is in the show notes. Great. Chad, thank you best ever listeners. Thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this conversation about massive cash flow and mobile home parks, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this with a friend you know we can add value to through our conversation with Chad today. Thank you and have a best ever day.